0: Hey, Haskins hey fans! fans. Here, good James. morning. Thank Hope you're having a good HB, weekend so far. My name is Pierre Jones in here with the latest edition of the HBU athletics entire design review the latest and greatest. Put together in a quick compilation of the best interviews I've done with And in this episode, we're going to talk about HBU volleyball as they head down the stretch to finish off their regular season. HBU women's soccer wrapping up their year in the conference tournament. and The men headed for that same direction as well. A full men and women's basketball season preview. And if you enjoy. And we'll see you back in a couple weekend, weeks. Game, Some content usual, regarding men and athlete, women's basketball, a volleyball Shelly, tournament fighters, here Kendrick, at hbu this week, and much more. The Enjoy the episode. 28 to three is the halftime score. HBU Trails McNeese, and we have a very special guest joining us here in the Husky Halftime Report. Quarterback Blaze Benson, kind enough to drop by. First off, Blaze, it's just so good to see you. Uh obviously, if you don't know, Husky fans unfortunately suffered a head injury on September 18th and the loss to Prairie View AM and that ended your season, but I understand it was extremely, just a very scary experience, but something that you've obviously recovered from and learned a lot from, so just take your opportunity and share your story. What was that night like for you?
1: Yeah, you know, I, uh, I'm really appreciative uh, if you let me come on here and, and talk and share my story a little bit. Uh, I'm very grateful for uh, Coach Shealy and Steve Maniacci and Dr. Sloan and how gracious they've been and uh, giving me an opportunity to come to the game this weekend. It's been awesome to be back and get to see some friends and, uh, and coaches and stuff, so very grateful for that opportunity, but um, I'm doing really well. You know, I've, uh, I'm have i two months out, actually. Yesterday was two months wow. out, or today is two months out yeah. from uh, the, the day of the injury and my initial surgery. Um, it's been a long and hard Very difficult battle, as you could imagine. Um, But the outpouring of support that I've received from the HBU community, from the Prairie View community, actually hearing from fans and uh, and players from there, and then just everybody, even strangers that I've never met before, Um, it's been unbelievable. It's it's helped a ton uh, in my recovery, and uh, you know the recovery is just beginning um, and it's just starting. But uh, uh, I consider myself very lucky and very grateful to be in you know as good of shape as I am today and uh, on the road to recovery.
0: Right, and first off, just preface it from this point forward. Don't feel like you're forced to share anything that you're uncomfortable with. But when did you know at that moment, right, because after you took the hit, you popped up off the field and headed toward the locker room. When did you know that things were going bad?
1: Yeah, it it was kind of a weird feeling. Um, There wasn't any an initial major hit to the head or anything that really caused um, the the main issue. We think it was kind of an accumulation of hits. So um, I kind of had a little bit of headache right before the halftime going into the locker room and everything and then it escalated pretty quickly after that. Um, Room got a little blurry. I started getting confused a little bit. um, Almost kind of fell over whenever I stood up and uh, at that point I notified our trainers um, and team doctors uh, about what was going on and uh, it really kind escalated quickly after that I got a major head rush and a lot of pain um, I laid down and uh, I was unconscious pretty quickly after that and then uh, you know the next 12 hours or so was a blur for me um, I really I was in and out of consciousness but not awake really the whole time so um, it was it was a really scary moment you know uh, from going to playing a game and then 10 minutes later you're awake and then you're not awake you're, you're not awake and then, uh, you know, it's 12 hours before you're up and conscious again. So uh, it was kind of a blur, but at the same part of it, I remember pretty much everything really clearly, and um, it's it's kind of a surreal experience to be a part of, but again, you know, with how healthy I am now, with how awesome my doctors have been, with the outpouring of support I've received, it's a, it's made this process uh, a lot easier, and, you know, I just consider myself grateful every day to be in as good of a condition as I am.
0: What's it like being back at HBU today? Is this your first trip back?
1: um it is actually yeah so I've been down to Houston a couple times for doctor's appointments and I had a you know my second surgery three weeks ago this is my first time back on campus and um it, it's been awesome you know to be completely honest I, I was kind of nervous at first didn't really know what type of feelings I would have especially being around you know the game this quick and um, you know everything that comes with football after everything's happened but um it's been awesome like I said everybody here has been so kind to me um, I've really enjoyed getting to watch the game and uh, you know I've got to see a couple guys the last couple days, and, and just see your friends and teammates again uh, after being alone the past two months. It's been awesome, and it's, uh, it's it's really helped out a lot.
0: Absolutely, and your coach told me just days after your injury, right when you were starting to get a little bit better and it looked like you were going to be okay. He said, "I promise you, Blaze is ready to call plays right now from the press box." What has your involvement been like with the team since your injury? Yeah,
1: it's been interesting. Um, you know, my coaches have been unbelievable. Coach Coach Shealy, of course, um, has been in contact with me, and then. Coach Coach Cormier, our offensive coordinator, and Coach Smith then our quarterback coach, you know, I was in there every day with these guys, yeah. back from in the spring when they both took over, um, you know, and they've, they've been awesome with me, keeping me in the loop and just not being too overbearing, being very respectful of, you know, the condition that I was in, but the same part of it, keeping me in the loop and, you know, talking to me and um, let give me access to the game plans and some of that, so I kind of get an idea of going on, uh, what's going on, you know, during the game, so it's been cool being able to sit at home and having the call sheet there and Knowing what the defense is doing and how we're going to attack them, so I've really appreciated that from from my coaches, and uh, it's been cool to kind of be in the loop, even though I've been at home and kind of out at football.
0: Now, from your eye, what are you seeing, Orion Olivas, so far?
1: Yeah, Orion's an awesome kid. You know, he's he's um, he came in early in the past spring. Um, it's very hard to do that as a freshman, um, as you could imagine. The the jump from the high school level to the college level takes a lot of guys a lot of time, you know, and it's hard to come in and play early. You know, I had the The fortune of being able to redshirt and kind of learn the game from the sideline. And um, initially, that's kind of the position he was in, but then he got forced into action quick. And uh, I think he's a really mature kid. He's really smart. It's easy to see that whenever you talk to him, both uh, in school and football. Um, And it's been cool getting to see him kind of grow this year and and develop throughout the year and see him get more comfortable. And, um, you know, that's a guy that I know they're going to be uh, uh, happy to have in in a part of this program moving forward.
0: Right. And obviously, just a very abrupt ending for your season obviously a position you never want to be in as an athlete like that but now you've had a couple of months to think and kind of evaluate and with your already tremendous recovery thus far I'm sure it's encouraging but have you thought and prayed about what's next for you
1: yeah, I, I've been doing a lot of thinking, you know, it's kind of crazy, because with my red shirt year and COVID, I was, you know, sitting here thinking, you know, two months ago, I'm going to play football for three, two, three right. more years, you know, play as long as I can, um, enjoy the game as long as I can, and then just like that, and snap of your fingers, it's gone, yeah. so um, it's kind of, kind of odd, though, um, I was very emotional and about it at first, but then princess. I woke up the next day, and um, I, I kind of felt a relief, Christmas. almost, of the game, and Um, I was very at ease with the idea of not playing again, as odd as that sounds, and you know, you know, you have these moments where you're back at the stadium and you watch on TV and, you know, of course you miss it. And you want to be back out there with your guys and be around them. But um, at the same part of it, the opportunities for myself moving forward that you don't think about outside of football and that, you know, I was so consumed in the game before. Um, I've gotten to explore a lot of stuff there. So I'm excited to see that, you know, I'm, I'm going to be graduating next semester. Um, you know, I might stay here and do my grad school at HBU. So it's it's been cool to kind of see those new experiences and um just see what is is going to be available for me in the future and what i want to do moving forward
0: right well I know, I I don't want to speak for Coach Shealy or anything like that, but I'm sure if you're looking at coaching either, that's an option. And I I can speak on behalf of the Husky Sports Network crew and say, if you're ever interested in broadcasting, be sure to approach Tyler and I, I'm sure we can make something happen there for sure. Last question before we let you go. You know, if you're going to end a a football career right, three touchdown passes in the first half is not a bad way to do so. Do you kind of feel a little bit of pride that if I'm going to drop the mic, at least it went out like that?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, we had uh a those first couple of weeks, me and you actually talked, I think leading up to that game. Right. And, you know, and said, we said, we got a really young offense. We're starting to figure it, it out. Is. You know, we can feel it coming. And then that week we had a ton of success early, as you said. So, um, it was cool, you know, after how much of a struggle those first games had been, even though we weren't able to win in, in the Prairie View game, um, you know, getting that last little field goal after scoring three touchdowns early, like you said, going up leading into halftime. Um, it, it was, you know, a, a good little ending for me to go out. And, um, you know, I, that's probably the most fun I've had playing college football that last half, so um, I really appreciated that, and it's a, a good last memory to have of my playing career.
0: I think it's fair to say you left it all on the field. Thank Boys, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for <H-B-U-2> stopping <H-B-U-2> by. Thanks for being an inspiration for myself and a lot of other people who are recovering, and we wish you best moving forward no matter what you do. I've practiced with head uh, Coach Vic Shealy, and Coach, that was a really tough loss to take on Saturday, 28-24 on the road at Northwestern State. Just your thoughts after the heartbreaker.
2: Well, you know, our players play so hard, and the really practiced well last week and we went into the game with a lot of confidence and, and we you know led for most all the ball game and uh, Northwestern was able to come back and, and go ahead there late in the fourth quarter and we you know had a great kick return and went down and scored and, and retook the lead and then you know lost it in the last two minutes and so it was just really a heartbreak and uh, you, know, the, you know the kids were devastated but you know I am proud of just the way that they fought hard and competed and and we got to do a good job just getting them back this week so that uh, we can you know, get, get a chance to find a way to get this game against McNeese into the fourth quarter with a chance to win. Well
0: said. And, oh, I always like to focus on the positives. There were definitely some good things in that game. The run game, I thought, was maybe established more than any other week that we had seen Xavier Ford. Had another really nice day running the ball. And then Ian Beek did some good things as well. What do you guys do there to make that happen on Saturday?
2: Well, there are some things just uh, de- uh, th- that uh, defensively Northwestern State structurally uh, – Gave us defensively that that really opened up. Uh, we call them boxes. It's the it's the alignment of the defensive front and whatnot. You know the boxes were uh, supportive of running the football more, and so we were trying to, to to do that, and it allows us to be able to to come back and throw the ball better. You know once you create the you know the conflict for the defense, and uh, so I you know I thought at times we did a pretty good job, and at times we, we we didn't quite maybe hang on to some blocks as long as we should have. But you know it's a it's a goal to be great in everything, and that and that's part of the offensive plan is to to be able to run, run the football whenever the boxes you know support that. Right, and then
0: another thing in the first quarter, last game, you guys were three for three in the red zone, I believe, getting down, getting two touchdowns on the ground, and then the field goal. But went into that success in that area of the field.
2: Well, we we spent a lot of time in red zone in practice, both in what we call pass scale, which is you know the receivers and the. Running backs and quarterbacks versus the DBs and linebackers, and, and it's a it's a pass game that goes on without uh, the linemen there, and so we're able to do a lot of situational things, and we, we spend a lot of time in the red zone, and uh, and, and then we also come back in on uh, Thursdays and, and really do a, a, a pretty comprehensive job working as a full unit on on red zone. So you know, it's like anything else. You know, you all get better at what you work on, and and. Uh, uh, we, we, we've been pretty good in the red zone on, on, on both sides of the ball, actually, during during the course of the year. Uh, but, uh, you know, at times, uh, you know, it, it's hard because sometimes those people are also pretty good at it. Right.
0: right, and then defensively, you guys probably had your best performance through three quarters. You all know, them into six points after three, and then things started to kind of unravel in the fourth. What went into that strong start?
2: Well, you know, we're, one biggest challenge we're having right now is that basically the same 11 or 12 guys are playing the entire game defensively. And uh, we, we we just got too many guys that are that are hurt right now. That uh, the drop off maybe between uh, our number one or number number two guy that's starting right now to the next guy is too great right now to, to put you know the, the exposure of the defense there. So we're having to play so many snaps that we just wore out in the fourth quarter and we we, we didn't tackle as well. Usually when you get fatigued uh, and things like that, it's when tackling breaks down and we we miss some really key tackles in space and and um, you know it's tough you know I thought um, you know our kids play really hard on defense but uh, at the end of the day you know just fundamentally we had some breakdowns yeah
0: and when you look at McNeese this week they come in in three and six also some big news from them yesterday choosing to stay in the Southland Conference after exploring membership in the WAC first off what do you see from them as they come in this weekend and then what do you think about them sticking around the Southland
2: well you know they've been in the uh, Southland Conference as long as anybody and uh, you know the the, the conference is, is, is a pretty old conference. I don't know exactly how many years, but it's been around for quite some time. It's over over 50 years, I think, about 55 years. And so, um, and I think they're one of the charter members. And so, you know, for for a, the conference to lose someone like that, you know, I think is a real tragic, you know, tra, uh, just a real you know tragic loss. However, you know, I think you know this this day and time, what we're seeing with conferences across the country, anything is is happening these days. And so. Um, I'm sure the other uh, three Louisiana schools in our conference probably used a little bit of, uh, you know, you never know. It, it, it could have been governmental pressure or, <laughs> or just internal pressure within the state to, to keep the four together. And and uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me that there was probably was a little bit of expectation, you know, to, to stay in the league. Looking forward
0: to see you guys win that stuff and looking forward to a great game.
2: Appreciate it. Dogs up. After practice with the uh, freshman
0: quarterback, Orion Olivas, nice to meet you, Orion. And yes, obviously a whirlwind semester for you, not only your first semester on college, but then you come low in the depth chart and eventually things happen and you find yourselves in the starting role for the last five games. I'm curious just where's your mind at right now as the last two weeks of the season come?
3: Well, I think everything's kind of amped up from a focus perspective, uh, the work the workload. And, uh, you know, it's a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity, not only for me, but for a lot of guys to be able to step up, uh, fill the roles of some guys that, you know, got injured. And, you know, I think that um, they're doing a real good job. We're coming out and practicing really well, you know, executing really well. There's a few things we got to, you know, clean up. But overall,
0: I think I'm, I'm really proud of where we're at. Right. Obviously, it comes with the territory of being a leader in the locker room. Especially as a true freshman, you've got guys who are sometimes five or six years older than you, just because of the extra COVID year. How have you adjusted to that role? Well, I think uh, growing
3: up, I was fortunate enough to have such a great support system. Grow up, um, being a part of many, uh, taking the part of a lot of leadership roles, and I've kind of developed and uh, been nurtured into, you know, being that kind of person, being a leader. And um, you know, this is really nothing nothing too different you know the guys are you know real open you know they take in my input I definitely take in their input being a young guy as well and um no I I love these guys they're my brothers and you know we're really bonding really well since the day I got here in January it's been nothing but fun and uh you know the relationships we've made are
0: brother-like right and one thing I think has been a strength for you and the offense for the past two weeks has been the short and intermediate passing games. You were way over 70% completion the last two weeks. Is that a strength of your game, and how does the offense adjust to your strengths?
3: Well, I think that, that says numbers about how efficient we can be, um, and efficiency is going to be uh, huge, especially, um, especially moving forward. um, you know finishing out the rest of the season as well as going into the next season is going to be real important. It shows a lot about how we're executing really well. You know a few plays here and there um, that we might be lacking in but you know easy fixes. Easy fixes but um, that's something to be real proud of. uh, Talking about from a skill perspective as well as the O-line too. You know getting the job done up front. Being able to uh, supply for that above 70% uh, completion rate. And um you know, it's definitely something just to keep building on, and, you know, we'll, hopefully we'll – no, definitely we'll get things uh, turned around.
0: What do you like playing under Coach Shealy and the rest of the coaching staff?
3: Oh, it's awesome. I mean, Coach Shealy, Coach Cormier, Coach Smithton I got the opportunity to uh, be introduced to them uh, before I got here as well, and they've been nothing but loving. You know, it's it's a nurturing environment. They, they took me under their wing, and, you know, being a young guy, it's been real important to learn from – You know, my coach has learned from Coach Smith and learned from Coach Cormier, a very successful coach, Um, talking about the, you know, quarterbacks um, before me, uh, Blaze, Dez, all the guys, uh, Grant, Pack, you know, they've all kind of been real supportive um, and, uh, you know, like brothers to me. You know, it's been real important. for Not only my development, but the development within the uh, quarterback room as well as the rest of the team. Last question for you:
0: Who do you model your game after, as far as a quarterback, and/or who's your favorite quarterback to watch? So
3: that's a trick question. That's a funny question. So who I model myself after is Tom Brady. Yeah. You know, he's the goat, the ultimate underdog. Um, you know, there's he defied all odds, and I think that's one of the biggest and best characteristics that someone can have is, you know, staying compact, staying focused when everything's not going well. That's the ultimate test of a man. And, you know, that's the ultimate respect. I pay him the ultimate respect, and he's who I, um, you know, model myself after with football and, you know, with things in, things in life as well. But my favorite quarterback is A-Rod, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, <laughs> There's nothing much to say about yeah, him. He, he's just fun to watch. Continually, time and time again, time and time again, yeah. he comes up clutch. He's a great quarterback, and he's been doing it for years. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. Good company. You got your eyes on some good quarterbacks. Makes oh, sense there. Yes, All right, thanks so much for your time. Good luck Absolutely. this weekend. Yes, sir. On the sidelines after practice with quarterbacks coach Drake Smithton here at HBU. And, Coach, it's uh, been maybe – as volatile as a year for your position group as any other one on HBU's roster. I mean, a lot of injuries from top to bottom, but your group especially got hit really hard with the loss of Blaze Benson in week three. I'm curious what went into how you guys responded to that.
4: Yeah, obviously, uh, glad Blaze is, is doing well and doing better. Uh, kind of a freak, freak thing that happened to him. Um, really just made us as a unit and as a, really in my room just kind of come together and it was the next man up mentality um and then uh just kind of figuring out which direction to go um a couple weeks there uh, in terms of you know how we were going to attack uh each opponent and who we were going to go with but uh really it just it just brought us together more than anything um and just really more than anything glad that, that blaze is is okay kind of a scary scary deal for for all involved but uh glad to see the tees uh, He's up and, and, and recovering and, and that's that's a good thing. But but yeah, it was just kind of next man up and, and we, we that's 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 life. That's happens in multiple situations in life and you just gotta keep rolling with it. Right. I
0: think you could say for sure when you look at Desmond Young getting the start at Nichols and then when you look at Orion and what he's done the past five games, neither one of them looked scared. They looked really prepared to come into the game and they both when you look at statistically at least, they both have managed the game extremely effectively. What went into that?
4: yeah um preparation is everything for the quarterback um, and and getting those those young guys to to learn how much film to watch um, and not just watching it you know with your eyes but drawing it getting up and doing it walking through and and seeing things happen um, in your head and throughout the week and in, and in practices that all goes in into um, how how you perform and how you end up performing on Saturday so they all had you know for the most part uh good weeks of, of, of practice when you practice well you play well and you know when you don't practice well you don't end up playing that well so uh this preparation is 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 huge and getting those guys as much information as I can you know they're uh they're good dudes and they they love football and are, are just they're like sponges and soak it up so that's it's it makes my job easy. What is it
0: like having a head coach who was a quarterback himself how much does that help?
4: Oh tremendously he's uh he, he's he's got great insight um he does a good job of, of, of letting you coach, but, but, but letting, let kind of monitoring from, from afar and and making sure that, Hey, you're thinking about this, you're thinking about that. He does a really good job of, of uh, making sure that you're checking all your boxes and, and, and all that stuff. It's it's very much, very help, a lot of help, a lot right, of help. Right.
0: Now correct me if I'm wrong, you and Coach Jesus were both at Oklahoma State last year, correct? That's at the right. same time. What was it like coaching under Mike Gundy, and what is it like for you guys this year to come together and implement some similar schemes this year?
4: Sure, it was, it was cool how it ended up working out. Um, I left Shane in, in Stillwater and then uh, saw him again in Houston about a couple weeks <laughs> later. It was, it's kind of crazy. but. Uh, First coach, Coach he's, he's he's an awesome guy to work for. He's a great, great dude. Um, he's got a great culture there, um, and that's something something that, that we have here as well. But but working for him, just understanding how important um, the culture is, and and uh, he, he he does a really good job of uh, of, of letting you um, just kind of grow grow as a coach. Um, got to learn a lot being there with him, and then. It's been fun with Shane bouncing ideas off of him, and uh, getting getting to come here and run run similar stuff that, that was successful there, and we both learned a lot from from the guys on those staffs, both on offense and defense, um, and it was it's been a huge uh, huge help for me in my career. I was just I was there for four years in total, um, and uh, just trying to soak up as much information as I could, and that's it's part of made made me the coach of, of who I am today. So.
0: Right, but the guy you got under center now in Orion, he's a lot of good things in the field overall this year, and he could be the guy moving forward. How do you evaluate his 2021?
4: Um, he, he there's definitely stuff to improve uh, with Double O. He's uh, he's I think he's improving um, from this first start to now. We've still got a long ways to go, and he knows that. Um, the standard that, that uh, offensively here has been set really high. Right. And, um, and we need to maintain that standard. And it's not where we need to be right now. I think everybody knows that, um, but uh, that's the challenge that we have is, is we've got to, that's what I talk to them about every day of, of chasing perfection and trying to get as close because you'll probably fall short, but if you chase it, the closer you get to it. Um, so that's something that I, I'm trying to instill in him. And he, he, he cares about football. He's a really good kid. And uh, it's it makes my job easy when you got guys like that in your room. Right, right. Fun to watch too for sure. Coach,
0: thanks so much for your time. Good luck this weekend.
4: Yep, no problem. Thank-